Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace Finding the talent is art, I'd say I leave it to them while I carve my name, Hey, Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast uh, Kane, Shane, and Nelly back with you again Nelly's back, uh, he's back from his, uh, I don't know, week-long uh, sit in the vat of grease um, So he's exfoliated, he feels great uh, Basically had a grease mask or a, or a mud mask, not sure exactly what he did, but um, his skin looks vibrant, uh, looks tight, taut, put together, um, and he's he's ready to talk some football with y'all. So uh, we got a lot to do today. Um, we're going to do our kind of um, new in-season format, and then we're also going to do a slogan draft because this is something that uh, we were talking about on the other podcast. And we got to we got to touch on some really good slogans. So we're going to do that five rounds of that. Go through that quickly. Shane's going to teach us something. We're going to hit buys and sells. Um, we're uh, pretty happy to to be back, but Nelly, uh, we're happy to have you back. How are we feeling? Um, we're we're what halfway through the season. How are we feeling about like college football as a whole? Uh, every week, I feel as though I know even less, which is the beauty of college football. Every week that you think you know something, you you're just never quite right. Or maybe that's just me. Maybe that's me. No, I, I feel you. Like I was, some of you know, even some of the betting lines in some of these games this past week. I was like, wow, this is way off. Like I can make money, and none of them hit. You know, it's like you think you think you know what teams are good, and um, it changes. And yeah, that's why college football is fun. Uh, like one thing gets clearer, and then thirteen other things get murkier. And I don't know if that's necessarily like a holdover from like, you know, we, we talked about a lot on this podcast, right? I don't know if that's a holdover from um, the amount of uh, um, players that stayed for fifth, six years during COVID. So we're, we just hadn't seen some of these guys that are now junior seniors as much as we would have you know, freshmen as freshmen, sophomores, things like that. I don't know if that influenced things. I'm curious to hear either of your takes there. No, I, I think it can, you know, it, when you have kind of this older clientele for a lot of these transfers and teams, um, you know, I think it kind of locks in what they are. Team Players are learning new systems. Things change. Yeah, I think you really see what, what coaching comes through. And that's not consistent week to week. You know, sometimes you get an opponent that you're worse in terms of planning against or personnel against. I think we saw that with like Washington State against UCLA. Um, just, just didn't match up well, you know. And so that happens when you're not a top tier college team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think some of the holdovers, getting some of the younger guys that aren't as experienced in now, a little inconsistencies. 
Yeah, I I'm with. I think because these guys that uh, teams are now relying on didn't have like a ton of playing time. They're kind of freshman year, maybe even half of their sophomore year, and now like these guys that teams are relying on at many positions, right? I think I think offensive line has been helped the most. I feel like by these guys that have kind of stayed in school, these these like fifth, sixth year like big guards that are like destroying 18 year old kids essentially that like were just in high school but are now getting like hit by like a road grader that's 23 years old and weighs 360 pounds right like i that that i think has been better but i think at the skill positions i think it's been really tough especially at like cornerbacks and safeties and things like i think those have been tough as well i think uh, maybe this is just me speaking out of personal experience with my Minnesota team, but uh, secondary is lackluster. Maybe it's just me, but uh... that's fair. Nelly, thoughts? Uh, I'll save those for the disappointing team section. <laughs> Minnesota should have already disappointed you by now. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, But let's get into it. We're going to go team up here. Shane, who is your team up this week? Um, A couple different choices. You know, I'm going to go with uh, Oklahoma because I I did not expect them to beat uh, Texas, though Nelly did predict that would happen. Um, But definitely a team up. I mean, I think Dylan Gabriel was playing his way into getting drafted very late uh, and probably as a day three guy, but they're spreading the ball around in the passing game. The the receivers are good. They're spreading the ball around in terms of running the football, like not a ton from a Debbie perspective that I'm like, yeah, you know, Jalil Farouk's popped like that hasn't happened. Or uh, we finally got to see, um, you know, Javante Barnes or something. He's really good. I don't think it's happened. But as a team, I think Oklahoma is just playing really good football, sound football. Um, and I see that coming, so they're team up for me. Nelly, how about you? I think I have a pretty sneaky one. Give me North Carolina as a team up. They're, they're like very quietly 5-0. and um, Have not played the hardest schedule, but every single game they've played has been a, a relatively competent opponent. And um, they've gotten through it so far. Drake Mays playing well. Drake Mays is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They just got Tez Walker back from NCAA. Um, Stranglehold. Uh, yes, that purgatory either works. Um, the offense is starting to click. Uh, the ACC is not that great. They have Miami this week, which who Miami could bounce back after the debacle this past week. But I don't know. UNC is a team that I, I don't think anyone is really talking about, but they could make some noise. Um, I I feel like I talked about this team last week, but I want to do it again. I'm pretty sure I talked about Louisville last week um, or two weeks ago. But, like, this is a big win for them over Notre Dame. Like, you, they now hit 6-0. and I realize Sam Hartman was... Uh, literally served on a poo-poo platter because he was disgusting watching him play. But um, 
No, I, I, I think Louisville was good. Like Louisville plays well. Jawar Jordan, very good running back. Like, like they're just a really, really good team. So I think it's big ups for them this week. Shane, how's your uh, team down? Or if you want to comment on uh, either of those teams. Now, Louisville is definitely on my list. I mean, I, like you said, I, I think they're, they're, the system works and Jamar Jordan, the running back we've talked about on here, is phenomenal. Jamari Thrash received phenomenal, so I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Team down was a little tough this week. I, I'm going to go with UCF, the Golden Knights. Do you, you remember when they, like, claimed the national championship a handful of years ago and they went undefeated and they're like, you know, we – we want it. They didn't put us in there. Uh, they, so. they ranked second in my most annoying fans poll. Because <laughs> of that moment. Because of, of that moment. And so now you moved up with the big boys, right? You moved up into the Big 12, and we're, we're going to show what we're about. And they have just gotten obliterated in the conference. They've lost every conference game. They lost, you know, to, to Baylor. And they got crushed by Kansas uh, this week on the road. And like... UCF's not good. I know John Reese Plumley's been hurt for most of these games. Maybe when he comes back, they can get a shot in the arm. But now you're going to have to go up against the Oklahomas of the world. It's not going to be easy. Uh, they're definitely a team that uh, is not near as relevant as they were when they were kind of the, the mighty Cinderella before. Uh, Nelly, who's your team down here? Yeah, I'm going to stick in the Big 12. I mean, you could go with just about any Big 12 team this year, and it would fit in this category. The conference is terrible. I'll go with Kansas State, who I thought was a top three team in the conference. They came out Friday night and lost to Oklahoma State, who is awful this year. Uh, Walker Howard threw three picks, couldn't really get things going in the air. Um, and I don't, Oklahoma State is, like, really bad. They got blown out by South Alabama. Haven't been able to figure out their quarterback position because they're all bad. Um, and Kansas State really just laid an egg there in a game that they definitely shouldn't be losing. Um, my team down, I want to go to the Mountain West. Um, I want to talk about Fresno State here. Um, Fresno State, big favorites to win against Wyoming. Um, end up being down big early. Um, and the tough part about being down big early to Wyoming um, is they're very happy to just run the ball. You, you got to remember um, the uh, offensive coordinator and head coach, both from North Dakota State um, with Carson Wentz, very happy to just run the ball. Um, the offensive coordinator went from NDSU as the OC to being the offensive line coach at Iowa and then went and became the OC at Wyoming. Um, very happy to run the ball, these guys. Um, they're going to be very safe. It's going to be tough to to uh, usurp a lead um, against Wyoming. Um, so, I but um, I won't talk about Wyoming anymore. They're almost my team up, but... Um, Fresno State did not play well. I thought uh, Mikey Keene was subpar. Um, they couldn't run the ball. Um, Jalen Moss, literally the only bright part of that entire team, I think, on, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, finally got things moving. 
in the fourth quarter, but that um, was not enough. So it's just a rough time for for Fresno. They're clearly a team down here. Um, And we're close to the favorites of winning the Mountain West. Um, Now a lot of things up in the air here. Uh, Let's move on to our victory laps. Who are we victory lapping this week, Shane? Look, I'm going to victory lap the guy I talked about in players to monitor. I, I, I know Nelly has mentioned him. He's kind of the, the buzz of the Debbie world here is Jonathan Brooks, the running back from Texas. Um, you know, dominated again against Oklahoma despite the loss by Texas. 129 rushing yards, touchdown, caught five passes, showcased some of that pass catching ability. You know, we talked about him a bit last week, but Jonathan Brooks has the size, has the athleticism, was a top recruit for Texas. And he's playing his way into the top five running backs of the 2024 NFL draft. You know, he's playing his way into that. So I think uh, people that are kind of slow to get on board um, maybe are going to miss out. Maybe he's sitting on someone's Debbie squad somewhere. You can trade for him before it's, it's too late or he's, you know, he's going to be a high um, rookie pick uh, ultimately. So Jonathan Brooks, Maybe if we hadn't had Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson, we would be talking a lot more about him before this this time. And hey, Nelly, who's your guy here? Well, it was going to be Jonathan Brooks. Uh, we can pivot over to Logan Diggs at LSU, who transferred in from Notre Dame, followed Brian Kelly a year behind. Uh, LSU has some guys in their backfield who have – flashed in the past, but Logan Diggs has really kind of seized the backfield and has been playing well. He's put up a few hundred hundred yard games in a row here, can also catch the ball. And um I, I think is a is a Debbie pick in his own right. You know, he's he, he can catch the ball. He's got decent size. Uh is gonna continue to produce in this super high powered offense and LSU also can't stop anyone. Um so I, I think He's a name who I've mentioned in the past, and I think he's going to continue to flourish in this offense. Yeah, um, no, that's a good one. Um, um, I don't know who to go with here. Um, there's so many players who have disappointed me, unfortunately, this year. Um. Ooh. This was not the best week. I'll just say that right off the rip. Um I think one one person I want to talk about, and like I know Nelly and I talked about this guy a lot, especially when it comes to kind of C2C performances. Um and that's Daquan Finn. Like Daquan Finn, the quarterback at Toledo, like he just does what it takes to win, man. Like this past week runs for 172 yards and a touchdown. Only throws for 139, two tutties, two or and two tutties, one pick. Like, I don't know if he's an NFL asset, but golly, it's been great to have him on my C2C teams. Like, I have him absolutely everywhere. I um and also I think I said that Toledo was my pick to win the conference. Um and I'm still okay with that bet. I think Nelly said he he was on Ohio, 
Um, and uh, I guess I guess we'll meet in the uh, championship game. It's on, baby. Can't wait for my midweek action. <laughs> midweek action, uh, college or uh, what conference finals? That's what we've been leading <laughs> that, up towards yeah. all season. That's what we need. Uh, let's let's do our two to monitor here. Who are who are a couple guys that you're looking at this next week, Shane? That start with one, but who's one person that you're kind of looking at this next week that like we gotta keep our eye on? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jane Daniels, quarterback for LSU. Uh, you know, now we talked about Logan Diggs. Uh, Jane Daniels, I feel like has had a very wild Debbie ride from his time at Arizona State, looking like a potential you know big NFL pick, and then he stunk and transferred to LSU and last year people like wow I can't pass I mean he is legitimately um one of the best quarterbacks in college football this year I think he's maybe playing his way into moving up the NFL draft board I'd say similar to Dorian Thompson Robinson maybe an early day three pick though you know if he goes into Alabama has a has a big game again that could that can move up even more so I think Jane Daniels is the guy worth monitoring it's probably did rostered somewhere deep in a Debbie roster could be worth a sneaky, you know, toss into a trade. Um, if he keeps playing this way, keep, keep watching him and see if Jane Daniels is legit. Nelly, how about you? Back to the big 12 here. Uh, Thomas Brooks running back at Texas tech is top five in the country in rushing yards. He's junior. He's a bowling ball. He's 5'11", 230 pounds. I think he's had four 100-yard games in a row. They've really kind of relied on him with um, with the starting quarterback going down. Uh, and he's he's uh, kind of delivered. I mean, he's, he's a big guy, but he catches the ball well. Last year he had almost 30 receptions. Um, just kind of a, a well-rounded workhorse guy. Uh, they have Kansas State this week, so a tough matchup, but uh, he's going to see 25 touches. So – would like to see him to perform against probably the strongest defense he's come up against this year. I got a name for you here. Um, and if I had to make an early claim on a wide receiver, that's going to kind of rise up uh, during the senior bowl, I would put a little bit, a little bit of that sweet quiche on a guy named Will Shepard. Uh, if you don't know, because you don't ever want to watch Vanderbilt football, makes sense. Uh, he's their wide receiver, and they're probably the best player on their team. Um, so far this year, already has 550 receiving yards, eight touchdowns on 35 receptions. Um, big play guy, very fast. Watch him, uh, even just against like Florida Gators, has that huge long touchdown. Uh, clearly is one of the better guys every time he's uh, out there. If you want to see him kind of catch some more targets, um, watch his game against Wake Forest where he puts up that uh, eight for 87 and two touchdown stat line. Like, I feel like he's played well, and I think he's a guy that we need to watch mainly this week because I want to see how, uh, and it's going to be difficult to tell from the broadcast, right? Um, If you have a chance to watch some All-22 stuff, um, I want to see how he does this week against Georgia. I think this is a really big test. Obviously, the best defense he's going to face um, through most of the season. So I, I really want to see um, kind of what he's able to do against this defense and if he's able to get open and kind of make some of these same plays. And if so, he's clearly going to be on the short list for the Senior Bowl. Shane, how about you? What was your last guy? 
Uh, I'm going to go with a guy we talked about on the second podcast, at least I did. Uh, Tyrone Howell, wide receiver out of UL Monroe. I think C2C players might know him. He's been a waiver pickup there that having a couple big games. He actually had some NFL draft buzz last year, decided to return to school. It's like he's not going to be a high draft pick. He's not going to be a top 100 pick. But I, I think it's kind of sneaky to, to watch some of these high-performing um you know, G five guys and, uh, and, you know, and go at it from there. Nelly, how about you? Uh, give me Elijah Badger, wide receiver at Arizona state. Uh, he's a guy six two one ninety, but he, he's pretty good with the ball in his hands. He just had a pretty big performance against Colorado, 12 receptions, 134 yards. Um, just a good athlete that is playing on a bad team, but I, I think he's going to be a pro. Um, so, I mean, Arizona State's a lose every game this year, so he's going to get a lot of catch-up opportunity to to put up some stats. Yeah, that's that's a good one here. Um, I want to talk about Brendan Rice. I feel like Brendan Rice has been just straight up killing it at USC, kind of been the best wide receiver there. I'm just curious, um, you know, is he going to continue? Is he going to continue kind of being um, the the best guy there? Clearly has been so far. I don't think it's necessarily been close. Um, he's he's played very well uh, so far this season. 21 receptions, 434 yards, 7 touchdowns. If we just look over the past uh, four games, I'm terrible at math, and I'm trying to do quick math here. Has over 300 yards, 2 touchdowns, uh, six, 16 receptions. Like He's played really well. I think... He's he's definitely someone that uh, we we have to keep in mind here because he's uh, he, he's really played well. Uh, but that's what we got in this segment. We are now going to be moving on to our uh, slogan draft. Um, I'm I'm guessing that either you or I are going to have to go first here, Nelly, because um, it looks like Shane's probably being um, a dad or whatever. Um, do you want the first pick? Um, I'll take the first pick. I I think I'm going to take, I think it's probably chalky. It's like the first thing I think of when I think of a slogan. Uh, and, and that's McDonald's. I'm loving it with the bada bum 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 beforehand. Like the, the, the commercials just ring in my head. It comes with the, the mental picture of the golden arches. Like, I, I think it's, it's perfect for McDonald's. It's, it's quick and simple, but it's very memorable. Yeah, like that feels very Americanized. You know what I mean? Like McDonald's at the one makes a ton of sense. Um, I'm going to take the two pick here. Um, and I'm going to go for what I feel like is the best sports slogan of all. Um, and that's Nike. Just do it. I think it's an iconic slogan name. Um, I feel like it's been around uh, for absolutely ever and it's been quintessential to, uh, to many, especially like me growing up. I think like Nike was such a huge, such a huge company, like obviously getting its growth over the um, late nineties and the two thousands, obviously when I grew up um, very big time for, for Nike. So um, I'm going to take Nike at the two. Uh, that gives Shane back-to-back picks here. 
Ooh, yeah, it's there, there's so many. It's tough. Um, all right, I'm I'm gonna go with. I think someone mentioned in the chat is the 101, and I just think, you know, it, it brought this brand into any type of relevance. Wouldn't be around. I'm going Wendy's. Where's the beef? As the one of the here. I don't know if you if you remember that it was kind of like the beginning of the fast food wars, but really ripping on McDonald's and Burger King and all these, you know, kind of faux beef. Um, a, a great, great campaign. So I'm going with that one. I I love that. Look up some of the old commercials. They're hilarious. It's yeah. great. Uh, past that, let's go with. Yeah, let's 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 stick to sports. Uh, definitely, you know, just do what I think is the best. I think that's the best one. But I'm going to go with uh, Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions. Yeah, just the two hundred one. Pick. That's a good one. I was going there um, with my next pick. Um, I thought if I could start Nike's Wheaties, would be would be a a, a really good one. I have three that are very close. Um, I'm I'm gonna go to KFC. Um, I'm gonna take finger licking good. Come pick, that come is pick. that's such a good quote. Like that's such a good slogan. Like it basically, it you can't. I don't think you can like think KFC without like thinking finger licking good. At least to me. Um, so I'm gonna take that here at the two. Um, leaves Nelly with back to backers here. Yeah, I guess the way this draft works for me is like I need to like remember the slogan from the commercials. Like that goes hand in hand for me. Yeah. And one that really sticks out in my mind is Bounty, the quicker picker upper. Yeah, that's a good one. It's perfect. Just perfect. Like that that when I that just pops in my mind when I think of slogans. Um and like why why should I care about a paper towel company? But I do because it's the quicker picker upper. Um, so that's my second round pick. I will go with Red Bull for my third round pick. Uh, mm. Red Bull gives you wings. Uh, I think it's just cool. It's very cool. You picture kind of the commercials as well, where it's like the 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 person, like the stick figure drawings, like flying away. Uh, just very smooth, very cool. I'm going to do what I believe is stealing one from Shane here. Um, I have a very strong feeling that Shane would take this with one of his next two picks. Interesting. Um, And feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, but I also think this is an incredibly, like, especially, like, I'll give it away a little bit. Like, I was a Disney kid. The phrase, the happiest place on earth is like quintessential like childhood to me um i feel like we heard that everywhere like you know when you're a kid like where would you always want to go on vacation it's like well you want to go to disney it's the happiest place on earth right so like that phrase i think is is uh quintessential to me so that's my third pick yeah you did steal from me i thought i thought uh I mean, I still, I still would rather have my two picks, but that, that's it's a, a good point. It's a good pick. Like, it just makes you, f- like, a good slogan, like, makes you feel something. It makes you remember it and makes you feel something. I think that that one does it. 
All right, at the uh, 303, I am going to go with Skittles. Taste the yeah. Rainbow, I think, is a uh, you know, very colorful, very imagery-based, you know, Skittles taste like the rainbow. Like you, you really hit that, uh, hit that in there. Um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of these are like from like my childhood that I think of. So I'm gonna go with Energizer here. Energizer batteries. The Energizer Bunny is like an icon of the '90s. It keeps going and going and going, and brought that battery to actually compete with Duracell. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was that one always hit hit hard. Nope. <laughs> All right. Um. Oof. I thought Skittles was going to be right there. I'm gonna go to. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a cereal. Uh, believe it or not, there's two cereals getting drafted in this one already. I'm gonna take Rice Krispies. And give me snap, crackle, pop. Uh, That was such a fun thing. And then you got the commercials of like having the three critters or whatever the heck they are. Um, Were were they actually people, elves? I'm not 100% sure. I think they were elves, yeah. Okay. Snap, crackle, and pop. Yeah. Got great commercials based off of that. Um, All based off of a slogan. So I'm uh, going to take that here. You guys ready for this? I've got I've got two good ones. Oh no! All right, fourth round. I don't even know what the company is. Maybelline. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's Maybelline. I mean, like I don't know what the company is, but I like the slogan. It's stuck with me all these years. I hey, assume Maybelline it's a makeup the company. No, no, I know the company is Maybelline, but I don't know what Maybelline. Makeup. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's makeup. makeup. Okay, that would make sense. Um. But I appreciate the slogan. Um, and then this is a good one. This is a good one. Every kiss begins with K. K Jewelers, baby. That was my next pick. <laughs> Great slogan. Yeah. Because, like, it. Oh, golly, that was good. Oh, I thought I had it. I'm, I'm in shambles here. <laughs> I really thought that one was just going to be fine for me to like just take round five and snatch uh, the end. Yeah. Nope. <sighs> I'm going to take one um, from my childhood. And, and the, the crazy thing is like you don't actually know or remember where this is from, but you always remember this quote. Which is got milk? Like, believe it or not, it's actually from what the California Milk Makers Association or some nonsense. Milk. It's just big milk, you know. Yeah, it's but like big. that because they had so many great uh, billboards and stuff, right? Because no matter who it was like professional athletes or actors or anything like that. Right. They always had like the big milk mustache. And then it said, got milk next to it. Like that was a quintessential like slogan. Like got milk is such a good slogan. Um, granted, it doesn't really matter who 
I think it was California milk, whatever was the actual I'm, people that like I'm created big it. milk. It's just big yeah. milk. Yeah. You know? So that's my last one. All right, Mr. Relevant. I'm going with a stack. I think, I think Kane likes at least Nelly probably likes it too. We're going with once you pop the fun, don't stop. That's a Pringle. Pringles. Oh. Yep. Like, I, you know, I, I feel like it really hones into that product, the popping, the uniqueness. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Did you guys have any that I had one? I was just about to take Taco Bell. Think outside the bun. I think is really fun. I was, was going to say, like, Taco Bell has a bun. Like, I, I, I like Yo Kiera Taco Bell. That was the 90s slogan. Like, I love. So they, they had a ton. I also had Gatorade written down. The Is It In You commercials. I feel yeah. like we're great. The commercials were good. I feel like the slogan yeah. doesn't hit me. Yeah. Um, staples. Arby's. We have the meats. There you go. I like it. I I was about to draft uh, what happens here stays here, which is the Las Vegas. Happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas. Yeah, look. Convention. Well, I- Quote. I heart I heart New York, you know. You could have really uh yeah some good states state or place slogans out there. I think there's a lot that are you just you didn't realize that they actually started somewhere as a slogan and they end up getting adopted like all over, which is a bit wild. Yeah. Um is uh Five o'clock somewhere, an official slogan in Margaritaville. Probably, <laughs> I, I guess so. Probably, uh, Shane. Do you have these written down somewhere? I do. Okay, can you recap these teams for us? Yeah, um, Nelly's one hundred and one. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong, because I stepped out. Was I'm loving it, McDonald's. Yeah, which. Uh, to be fair, I'm glad I wasn't here because I, I don't. I don't think it's. A slogan. I don't think it's a slogan. I think it's a jingle. I think those are different things. But you know, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll let it go. Um, Nellie's. I'm loving it. McDonald's. The quicker picker upper bounty. Red Bull gives you rings. Red Bull. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybelline. Every kiss begins with K. K. Jewelers. Kane's team. Just do it. Nike. Finger looking good. KFC. The happiest place on earth, Disneyland. Snap, crackle, pop, Rice Krispies, and got milk, big milk. And Shane's team, where's the beef? Wendy's, breakfast of champions, Wheaties, taste the rainbow, Skittles, keeps going and going and going, Energizer, and once you pop, the fun don't stop, Pringles. Yeah, those are good ones. So many good ones, yeah. Uh, I'm anti-big milk. I, I don't appreciate that slogan. <laughs> you don't like you don't like got milk. No, I like this that slogan a lot. The slogan's good. The company's bad. I don't care. <laughs> the the oat question milk is superior, but the quest. Oh come on, no! Show me the teeth <laughs> on an oat. <laughs> no, exactly. I won't be doing that. Um. Uh, but I. It was more like. The slogan is what got me. Like the slogan's great. Also, I'm surprised. I really thought about Cover Girl as well. The whole easy, breezy, Ooh, beautiful a, Cover Girl. Like, I feel like that just comes to my mind every time you talk about slogans. But um, that's what we got here. Any other uh, ones that 
our honorable mentions here. No, let's go. I, I was going to go Staples. It's that easy. You know, it spawned the easy button. I think when your slogan spawns a product for your store, that's pretty good. Are they still open? There's they no are, staples. yeah. Still, still stapling out there. All right. Okay. I trust you. Um, also, good to the last drop, the Maxwell House slogan crushes, even though I hate coffee. Like that slogan's great. Coffee slogan. Um, yeah. But let's 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 move on to uh, Shane teaching us something. Um, obviously, he taught me all about Helen Keller last week. Uh, Nelly missed that one. Missed, missed that. What what else you got here? Look, like I I'm going to appeal to your sense of being a conspiracy theorist this time. Yes. Ken. So we're we're going to talk about the my ten, wine. Let's go. The Tunguska event. So June thirtieth, nineteen oh eight, Eastern Siberia, Russia. There is a massive 12 megaton explosion that happens over a very sparsely populated area. Um, and it isn't, you know, it's in Russia. This is, you know, pre uh, USSR. And so no one really investigates this for a couple years. And then the government sends a team out to go see what this is. And they find 80 million trees uh, over about 830 square miles, just like still standing, but kind of splintered and ripped apart. You can look up Tunguska event and you can see the picture of the trees like knocked down, kind of burned, but still kind of there. Uh, it's a very weird kind of like explosion. You think it would just blast these things all out of the, you know, out of the ground or destroy them, whatever. Um, and so the, the general thought is that this was a meteor. Um, that was the largest kind of impact of a meteor, but the problem is they found no crater. There's no like meteor crater, which usually happens when there's a meteor that hits, um, you know, hits the earth. So an, an asteroid impact, you know, maybe happened maybe above ground. That's kind of most common, but there's been a lot of conspiracy theories about this event, especially with Russia, not releasing a ton of information. Maybe it's aliens. Maybe there's some type of, you know, bomb being tested um, and try, you know, some people have kind of come out and tried to figure out the blast pattern and what could make this and really have not been successful at doing that. So it's kind of one of these weird uh, events that happen that no one has a great explanation for. I like that. Can I share just a weird piece of history that I came across today, Shane? And you might... Yeah. Uh... You might like it. Um, so there were, I, I'll butcher their names, but there were two guys, uh, Ludovico Ariosto and Torquato Tasso. Um, so there were two poets, and two guys dueled over uh, who was the best poet, and one actually mortally wounding the other, and then confessing that he actually hadn't even read the poet that he was defending. He just wanted to duel. <laughs> I love Which, that. I love that. I like that a lot. He's like, yeah, I don't really know either of them, but uh, I'll fight you for it. I feel like it's some of the arguments we get into on this podcast, right? Sometimes yeah. you just, just want to fight. <laughs> it's like duel. So he literally killed a guy, and then he was like, yeah, I didn't even read it. <laughs> it's, nah. it's like that person in class that like just wanted to argue about the book, but didn't even open it. Yeah, didn't like, even this is what Smart Notes said. Um, deal with it. 
But let's move on to our buy sell unknown stock here. Uh, Shane Nelly, either you want to go first here? Um, I can go first. I can do it. Uh, my buy is Josh Dobbs, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, continuing to kill it. If you're a contending team, just trade a third for him. Get get a bench quarterback now in case one of your guys gets hurt. Might be able to limp with Josh Dobbs to a title. I think he's still super underrated and playing good fantasy football right now. Uh, my sell was a Debbie. I think it's Donovan Edwards. I I have not been impressed with Donovan Edwards this year. Like it seems like a completely different player from last year. Hopes still seem high in the Devi community. He's still highly ranked. Like I would, if you could trade him for his teammate, you could trade him for Blake Corum. I would do it in a heartbeat right now. Maybe even for like a Kyron Williams, you know, someone if you're if you're contending on um, a contending team. I think Edwards is a definite sell now. Um, before before he keeps playing like this and people catch on that he can not get through the line, uh, which is so weird. And my unknown is uh, Dak Prescott. I, I never quite know. We had, we had a nice debate in the Discord about like Dak, Dak Prescott versus Deshaun Watson. You know, you could probably get Dak, you know, probably trade um, Watson for Dak Plus. Like Dak's inconsistent. Does he bounce back? I don't know if I like him. I don't know if it's now time to sell or if he's kind of a buy low. Uh, torn. Nelly, how about you? I've got an interesting buy, I think. I'm going to go and buy Connor Wegman, who is out for the season with a foot injury. Um, that being said, he was very good this year before he got hurt. And that class is hurting for, for, for top quarterback prospects. And ultimately, I think I think based on what has been put on to has – been, has been done so far this year, he's, he's probably the best quarterback in that class at this point. Um, so some guys will come back this year that don't declare, but ultimately I think you might be able to get an injury discount on Connor Wegman. Um, and he'll, he'll rise in price by the time he starts playing again. Uh, I'm going to sell Jermaine Burton who just had uh, a big game for Alabama, uh, had almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, it's too little too late from him. Uh, but he's rostered on in every Debbie league, right? So, uh, now's a good time to get out from him. I think this is not a, a consistent thing, right? This is a, a flash, and I, I, there's no better time to sell than now. Uh, my unknown is uh, running back DJ Giddens from Kansas State. He had a massive game uh, a few weeks ago. He, he had over 200 yards rushing, uh, over 80 yards receiving, had four touchdowns. Uh, he's a third-year guy, uh, pretty good last year behind Deuce Vaughn on Kansas State. Uh, he's a bigger back. He's 6'1", over 200 pounds. Uh, I think he's pretty legit. Um, it, but my, he's an unknown because Treshawn Ward is there, and uh, they do split carry sometimes. So it's just a matter of will he get the full workload? And at this point, there's not really much time to wait on that anymore since it, it is his third year. But if he can continue to get the workload that he did um, the past few games, I think he's someone who is going to continue to produce and with his size profile and his athleticism and receiving abilities, uh, he's someone to keep an eye on. Uh, my buy this week is Tyree kill. I think um, if you're competing this year and you have your own in, in a dynasty league, you have your own 23 first 24 first. I'm fine moving both of those for Tyree kill. Um, I think he, 
is going to play like he told us how long he was going to play, which helps for Dynasty. Um, and so if we get a few more years out of Tyreek Hill, um, I'll take that for two firsts. I think that's the going rate, and I'm totally fine with that, especially if I can, um, instead of using a second 23 first, I can use a, a 24 first. I like that a lot. Um, my sell this week, I want to talk about Puka Nakua um, because a lot of the reservations that uh, I think some people had is, well, is he still going to be able to do it with Cooper Cup? Um, he scored enough fantasy points, which makes me think that people are now going to be like, no, he'll still score enough points. Uh, so I want to get rid of him now. Um, I'll take a, a late one or I'll take a two and um, another player. I would trade him straight up for Keenan Allen if I'm competing right now. I think Keenan Allen's going to score more points rest of season than Puka Nakua is. Um, so I'm fine with that. My unknown, I actually want to travel to Houston. This is an all wide receiver talk for me, all dynasty wide receiver. Um, Nico Collins, like Nico Collins has absolutely crushed it this year. And you can make the argument, yes, that, you know, who else is there to catch passes? And I completely get it. I understand this warranted. Um, but it's not like he hasn't played well. He's played very well. But then the flip side of the coin, right, is what if they just draft another wide receiver? Like if they just draft a wide receiver, uh, they have a big cap next year. Like, do they just sign someone and that makes him non-existent? Like that's the unknown. So the question is, do you trust Nico Collins enough for this season? I don't know. And what is that price actually worth? Uh, so there's a lot of up in the air for me with uh, Nico Collins. I'm very, very confused. That's fair. Yeah, N- Nico's uh, an enigma. So I'm with you. <laughs> it, but I think you can make that same argument for Tank Dell, right? It's like you can make it for Dalton Schultz. You can make it for – we made it for Damian Pierce last year, right? Um. There could be a player drafted away from from being relatively non-existent. So, um, I I don't know. Um, but uh, either of you guys, any final thoughts? No, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It was a good good show. The quicker picker upper. Thank you, Nelson. Um. But that's it for us here at the Devin Marketplace. Make sure to join the Discord wherever you're listening to this. Click the description, click the link, um, hop in. Uh, we'd love to be able to talk football with you. But that is it for us here. Shane, Nelly, and myself, thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you.